All right, welcome back inside the book. I'm Jake Safranco with an Ohio Bias, joined as always by Mike Young, sports wagering and integrity analyst for CG Technology. Mike, how's it going down there in the desert? I know it's a big, big week and weekend for you guys. That's right. Um, it's my second favorite time of year. Love March Madness, it, just because of the you know, high volume of games. But in terms of one singular event, I think it's pretty obvious that there's nothing bigger than the Super Bowl, both in terms of viewership and obviously in terms of betting. Oh, yeah. It's amateur night for Las Vegas sports books. <laughs> Every degenerate closet gambler comes out uh, of the woodwork to try to get their prop in and uh, talk about uh, – we'll talk about a few of them, actually. We'll get into it, uh, some of the more crazy p- props. I know I like betting the anthem. That's like uh, heroin straight to the vein, having being able to, <laughs> to do that or the coin toss. It's tough to uh, come up with Gladys Knight's odds. I guess I I don't know how books do it. Do they go through film? She she probably has a lot of history um, singing national anthems, so maybe we'll have a little bit better idea of how she'll handle it. Yeah, she's got some YouTube videos out there for singing the anthem, and it comes in <laughs> around a minute forty-five to a minute fifty. If she's going to hold the notes and make a big deal out of it a little bit more, I'm thinking the over might be a nice lean there. So we'll talk about all that sort of stuff. We can't go. That's my favorite line. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about Super, 50, Super Bowl 53 in general here first. Talk about the game plans. Uh, Patriots and Rams. The Rams have all the disrespect in the world going for them at the moment. And the Patriots got to be feeling pretty good about themselves, although they've been kind of selling this as a revenge tour of sorts. I don't know what from, from what, uh, but uh, it seems to have been working for them at, at this far. Um, let's see. It opened at Rams minus one. Total was 58, and it's moved a lot. What are you guys at right now at CG? We are still at Patriots two and a half, which it's been for the better part of uh, the last two weeks. So Patriots are favored by two and a half, and the total is now sitting at 56 and a half. Um, I know some books, both uh, in Vegas and across the market in general, moved the line to three. And uh, I'm not seeing too many threes out there at the moment. I'm not actually no threes out there at the moment. Uh, there was a brief period of time, middle of the week this week, where I saw some books at three minus 120. Um, just trying to generate uh, some more Rams bets out there. And I, I guess they did the job because so, uh, they all moved it back to two and a half. All right, so let's take a look at the two teams. What's your game plan if you're the Patriots to beat the Rams? I think um, it's going to be tough defensively. You, know, you can obviously expect Bill Belichick to come in with a, with a solid game plan. Uh, but, and, and I think this is, it's going to be tricky for them to, to pattern match defensively uh, simply because of how the Rams operate their offense. I'll get into a little bit of what the Rams will do offensively here as well uh, against the Patriots defense because that, that's what intrigues me the most. The Rams typically, uh, Sean McVay's offensive game plan has been to be versatile out of specific personnel, the 11 personnel. Um, with multiple tight ends, yep. with uh, three three wide receivers out there, um, they use that in their first 14 games. They use that per personnel on 99% of plays. But since week 16, um, they started to increase their use of 12 personnel out there with C.J. Anderson uh, getting some more looks 
and they've used 12 personnel in 27% of plays since week 16. Um, and the 46 of 77 snaps with C.J. Anderson on the field, and that has been the case. So um, with Todd Gurley out there, what, what may get lost in, in Sean McVay's offensive quote-unquote genius is that you may think he's um, very personnel. You might think he um, has a, just a very game plan, a way of attacking teams. You may see more so from the Chiefs and Eagles. But uh, that's not how the Rams operate. Um, and, and I think that makes it difficult on uh, Bill Belichick, who will look to pattern match, but when the Rams are, are running the same per- formation out there every play, that makes it that much more difficult. So uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the, the back half of the Patriots' defense to, to recognize um, route trees and, and, and what exactly the Rams are doing uh, as the play unfolds rather than uh, what happens when the Rams are lined up because they don't give you uh, a ton of hints as to what they're going to do. Uh, because they run the same personnel out there every play, basically. Right. So, I mean, I think if the Rams are smart, they're going to be uh, running from the 11 and passing from the 12 personnel. Uh, since week 11 versus runs from 11 personnel, the Patriots defense has allowed a 61% success rate, NFL worse, and 6.8 yards per carry by getting rid of that one tight end and running from the 11. And then it flips on the on the pass. They are number 26 in the league versus 12 personnel against the pass, and number three versus 11 personnel on the pass. Uh, and you can kind of see it too uh, in the Kansas City game. Uh, run production by the grouping 11 personnel for Kansas City in that game, 83% success rate, 4.3 wow. yards per carry. I know it's a small sample; it's only six attempts. But uh, then from the 12 uh, grouping. You've got 25% success with a 2.8 yards per carry on four attempts. So you, you definitely can see that uh, running from the 11 is going to be a big key, and, and we'll see right away whether or not uh, McVay has, has picked up on this and is going to utilize it. And you know, to me, watching for that sort of detail, that's a good spot to be able to live bet and, uh, and get in there a good value depending on what happens to start off the game. Yeah, you said that was a small sample size for the Chiefs, but uh, very efficient output in right. terms of running out of the 11 personnel in the AFC title game. And you know what? Um, so you're right. It's going to be key as to how Sean McVay uh, sequences these things. You can't obviously pass every time out of 12 personnel and run every time out of 11 personnel. Um, That's what Hugh Jackson would do. (laughs) But uh, Sean McVay, I obviously trust him to to do a good job of of sequencing play calls. So uh, it catches the the Patriots a little off guard. Yeah, I think by the end of the first quarter, you're going to – yeah, you're going to get a pretty good sense of what what he's doing out there. Uh, Now Belichick's graded adjustments and – We'll see at halftime what he can come up with. But uh, overall, I think this game, we'll, we'll learn a lot in the first quarter about how this game's going to go. All right, Mike, let's talk a little bit uh, about the spread and the total. Uh, any big bets? Uh, where, where's the money? Where are the, the ticket counts? And where uh, have the big bets gone? So right now, um, 69, nice percentage of tickets going on the Patriots while 80% of the dollars, nearly 80% of the dollars, is also on the Patriots. 
Uh, we have a few big bets uh, to discuss as well in terms of the spread. Uh, Mid-five-figure bet on Pats minus two. So um, he avoided that half-point hook there. And um, we also had a big parlay bet. This includes a total as well, but a big parlay bet on the Rams plus two and a half. This would win this better, fi a high five-figure total. Um, so Rams plus two and a half paired with Patriots over 57. Well, I don't know why I wrote Patriots, but that just right. happened to be how the ticket right. is written. <laughs> right, in the rotation, yeah. that's the way, yes, exactly. So 57 right. and plus two and a half, and it was over 57? Over 57. So he didn't get the ideal number, or he or she did not get the ideal number there since it's 56 and a half. So he may, that's, this person may have also um, uh, hit 56 and a half as well. But uh, the parlay is Rams two and a half over 57. Okay, and then for the total, what's the ticket count in the money? Right now, 60% of tickets on the over. So in, in the last day alone, we've seen um, a lot of action on the under ticket count-wise. But 60% uh, of the dollar total is on the under, which has not changed that significantly this week. Um, we saw an early rush of big bets on the under, which is why it was driven down from the opening total of 58 now to 56 and a half. Um, and it's held there. So a lot of our action in terms of the total, dollar-wise, uh, was early. And, and same, same really for the spread, for that matter. Uh, it, was, it was opening. And when I say open, I mean like right after the, the title game. Um, obviously, they both went overtime, so we couldn't exactly uh, drop a spread um, during those games, during the second game. So uh, what happened was right after the Patriots won, um, every book dropped a, a spread of pretty much every book that I saw at Rams minus one with a total around 58. At least that's what it was at CG. Um, and then quickly, overnight, uh, when, the, when the lines dropped on Monday morning, you, you saw a switch to where the, the Patriots were um, two, two-and-a-half-point favorites, and then the total was driven down as well. So a very early rush on both by sharp betters, by big-money betters, and uh, it's pretty held pretty constant since then. Where are you leaning on the total and the, in the spread? Uh, is it more than a lean on either one of those? You got to play on that, either one? So I think the total is pretty sharp here. And I may, I may have bet it under 58 um, at open, but uh, I would probably avoid. Although I see some 56s out there. So if you do like the total, um, you may want to hold out until Sunday even. If, if you like the over on the total, I should say, hold out until Sunday because that, that price may uh, go down a little bit. Um, that number may go down a little bit. I like the money line. If I'm going to take the Rams, I like the money line. I'm getting plus 125 right now at CG. Uh, that's the highest that you'll see on the market right now. And uh, considering our money line cash, or at least, you know, I should say the ticket count, I don't know if the price will change too much. Uh, the cash right now, 70% on New England. Again, I firmly believe that uh, it was all early money and uh, because you were getting a good value with New England there. Um, but right now, two-to-one ticket count on the Rams. That has uh, been a significant increase since early um, money line. And since, I should say, uh, 
both the money line was uh, came out early and and the totals what you'll see a significant shift in bets um late uh, because of the the raising the limits on those things especially with the total um we had pretty low limits on um the day the championship games were contested so uh, the the big money bets came in, but it was all 550. I think is our limit on totals early. Uh, yeah, so it was a 550 limit, and we saw a lot of those big money bets coming in. And then once we raised the limits, uh, we saw some more cash coming in on the under, um, and then more so more tickets coming in on the under since then. Um, but the money line bets right now are in terms of our big bets. We have a mid five figure bet on New England minus 140. Um, and I think that drove a lot of the, the, the high cash percentage on the Patriots that I, they told you about, 70% of cash. So um, if, I, if I had a play in this game, I would make it on the Rams' money line. And um, I would have liked the under at uh, 58, but uh, I, I'd probably stay away from the total. That's probably what I'm going to do. Okay, and I'm with you. I, I like the Rams to win this game outright. I'll take them on the money line, and I'll if I can find them at three, I'll take them at three as well. Uh, I just feel like the matchups are good. I feel like they've been mm-hmm. disrespected, and I love a team that comes in disrespected. I know that Brady and Belichick have been trying to sell that this whole playoff run. We mentioned that earlier. Um, but I think at this point now, they're not anymore. They're the experienced team. They're the ones that have been there, mm-hmm. the ones that are supposed to have been there. The Rams uh, have been basically told that, they don't even belong there because of the play, the pass interference play, uh, and that might be true. But you know, it's the butterfly effect. If that happens, then what happens next? And you just don't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm confident right now in Sean McVay, and I, I think it's going to come down to Jared Goff. Can Jared Goff make the throws? And if he can make the throws, I think this team uh, ends up winning. And I think it'll also be. Uh, I, I'm leaning towards the over in this game, and I'm like you. I'm going to wait since the trend is now for this thing to keep uh, it's trending down. I think the closer to kickoff you get, the better number you're going to get. Maybe you get uh, 56. Mm-hmm. You might want to see how the first quarter plays out, like you said. Uh, see sure. how uh, the personnel matching, the personnel groupings, and uh, if Sean McVay and the Rams, if that holds the form, way the Patriots have performed against certain personnel groups, but the Rams are able to take advantage of it, then uh, maybe uh, boost, hit the, hit the over uh, on an in-game line, um, assuming it doesn't go over 58, um, and you're not getting a worse number um, than you would have at open. Um, and, and, you know, another thing that gives me pause, like, obviously, any one of us that has bet on the Super Bowl or the NFL playoffs over the past 15 years um, is probably hesitant to bet against the Patriots. But what gives me pause there is uh, this stat from ESPN's David Purdom, that since the Nevada Gaming Control began tracking betting on the Super Bowl in 1991, books have come out ahead in 26 of the 28 games. Their only losses were Chargers 49ers, uh, 94, and the Giants-Patriots upset um, in 2008. So, um, and that was obviously a massive upset. I don't think any few among us thought the Giants would cover, let alone go on to win that game. 
Um, David Tyree, uh, famous David Tyree catches with the ball on top of his helmet. Exactly. So it was a miraculous uh, win to begin with. Um, So the fact that we are comfortable seeing 70% of tickets on New England and uh, uh, about 80% of dollars on the Patriots as well shows me that the the book is, is comfortable with the risk in that situation and probably expect the Rams to, to win this certainly to cover. Okay. Um, all right. So we took care of the game. We took care of both sides. Let's talk about some props. Uh, every mother and father's favorite thing to do during the Super Bowl, If it's not squares, they love to do the props uh, and they love to do stuff like the national anthem and other weird props that really sometimes may not have a whole lot of value. Uh, but let's talk about the ones that may have some value first. Uh, and uh, I think it starts with the MVP. Yeah, so far right now, uh, we've had props open for about a week now, so I think since the last Wednesday. And um, our MVP props, Todd Gurley is generating the most action there so far, getting the most money and the most tickets and he's sitting at plus 800 to win the MVP. So I guess people aren't as concerned about his health as maybe we have been to this point. Um, but maybe picking up on the fact that the Rams run so well out of, and the Patriots perform so per- so poorly against the run out of the 11 personnel, where you're more likely to see Todd Gurley um, in that scenario. So uh, maybe betters are picking up on that. Uh, Aaron Donald is second in terms of ticket count on the MVP prop, plus 1,500 if he plays as well as he did against the Saints, you know, maybe he does come away with the MVP. Uh, C.J. Anderson, second in dollar count at plus 1,000. He's obviously played well in the playoffs. Um, Tom Brady is clearly the favorite, but uh, not generating much action, not surprisingly, because he is at minus 110. Um, Jared Goff not getting much action either at plus 200. Yeah, and you th- that surprises me a little bit because the MVP usually is a quarterback. And right. I think there's some value there. If, if the Rams are going to win, he's going to have to have a good game. And uh, to me, to get a, a quarterback that with that kind of odds uh, seems like a steal. Yeah, and it's actually going up now. As I'm just checking. It's plus 220. And Tom Brady is uh, has been moved to plus 120. So you're getting some – uh, plus money there with Tom Brady. If you do look, well, I mean, considering he's already won how many um, Super Bowl MVPs, including last year's, um, or not last year's, he, he certainly would have, because considering he set a record for a number of passing yards in a game. Uh, he's won Super Bowl MVP four times. Pretty solid uh, historical basis. So if you're getting plus money with him and like the Patriots to win the game, then I would say go for that. There's no other Patriot really within range um, that I could think would win the MVP. Gronk is plus 2,400. He's been pretty banged up. Um, I don't see him having a huge game. James White, who arguably could have been the MVP of the the, the Falcons Super Bowl comeback, uh, he's plus 2,000. Uh, I would say if you're not going to bet on Tom Brady and like the Patriots to win the game, I would go with James White. Well, and I'd say James White was already an MVP of one of the playoff games, you know, and you got to kind of yeah. look at that. What was the usage usage of these guys? And that kind of leads me into the next one. First New England catch 
Uh, I'd be, uh, I'd be all over James White for the first New England reception. What do you got? And that's exactly what betters are thinking too. Uh, James White plus 400. Then that prop is generating the second most action of any of these props. Uh, the MVP prop obviously is, is the most, but uh, James White getting the dominant majority of action at plus 400 as the first Patriots. Uh, to get a reception. Um, by the way, Sony Michelle plus thirteen hundred to win the MVP. If you're looking for a, a Patriot besides Brady. Okay, uh, and then also James White uh, total catches for the game over six and a half uh, is minus one thirty. If the Rams' game plan is to pressure Brady up the middle, then where's he going to go a lot? He's going to go to his check down because he won't have mm-hmm. time to go downfield. And number one check down is James White. So. Six and a half, six and a half at minus one thirty, based on what he's done already this playoff season. Uh, I think I like the over on that side. Yeah, and if you're thinking that he'll score the first touchdown, which you know, um, they do look for him. Um, I guess to swing out of the backfield or set up you know, uh, little smoke screens for him on the goal line. Um, so if you think he's going to score first, that is a plus six hundred. Uh, Sony Michelle is the favorite. Uh, at a plus 320 for the Patriots. So let's talk a little bit more about the first score. Uh, score of the game and then first score for each team. What, what's that looking like? So the first Ram to score a TD, um, we're seeing that Todd Gurley is the betting favorite there, and uh, he's at plus 320. Um, generating the most action is actually C.J. Anderson at plus 450, getting the majority of tickets and a slightly ahead of Jared Goss in terms of dollar amount. Um, as far as the first, well, I'm trying to find the first player to score a TD in general. Um, we have a first jersey number to score a TD. I don't know if that's a fairly unique prop. <laughs> um, I don't think you're getting great odds on any of those type of props in general. Um, we have... Um, as far as score first props, you're, I'm assuming people think that the the first quarter will generate some action in terms of scoring. So um, if you think Tom Brady is going to throw a TD in the first quarter, that's plus 250. Jared Goff actually getting um, a worse value, interestingly enough. I guess people think the at least the books think that the Rams are going to jump out early as uh, Jared Goff to throw a TD in the first quarter. It's getting plus 200. Um, there's, a, there's, there's quite a few. There's, here's the first Patriot with a rece- uh, the first Ram with a reception. We talked about the first Patriot with a reception. Um, betting favorite being Robert Woods, plus 300, as well as Todd Gurley, plus 300. Um, generating the most action there is Robert Woods, both in terms of dollars and, and uh, ticket count. Um, and there's so many of these. Um, that, that will get out of the way early in the first quarter. Uh, so that that's nice. Um, if, so you don't have to sweat out the results of the game. You can get some of these props out of the way early. Um, Jared Goff's first yeah. pass attempt and Tom Brady's first pass attempt set at the same odds, complete minus 250 and incomplete plus 180, um, generating a lot of action on Tom Brady to complete his first pass at minus 250. So... Um, so many, so many props that even the first drive of the game can settle. 
Yeah, and you got to be careful with props too. Going over the sheet, you can end up with sensory overload and uh, not uh, and not know where you're at with some of them. And I guess my biggest okay. advice would be don't bet against yourself. You know, if uh-huh. you think the Rams are going to win, don't bet the Tom Brady over passing yards. Yeah, that's kind of counterproductive to what your experience is going to be but rooting for those two bets. So make sure that you don't get overwhelmed and make sure that you're, you have a, an opinion uh, and you kind of stick to, uh, stick to your narrative as you're betting these. Mm-hmm. And an interesting way to, uh, you know, middle or even double down on, on a certain bet is, uh, we, I told you about the separate Rams and Patriots to score the first touchdown. But here's a combined prop that I just found. Uh, both teams score the first TD. This is also generating a ton of action. Right now, the leader in terms of ticket count is uh, Julian Edelman, interestingly enough, at plus 1,000 to score the first TD in general. Um, in terms of dollar amount, though, James White is a pretty dominant um, just ahead of Todd Gurley um, in terms of dollar figures to score the first TD, and James White is plus 1,100. Todd Gurley is at uh, plus 600, so not getting as good a value on Todd Gurley, but still generating by far the most action on a Rams player to score the first TD. A couple of other ones that I like are Sonny Michelle carries over 18, minus 115. Uh, I think that they've had a lot of success so far in the playoffs with Sony Michelle, and they're going to want to establish the run, especially early. So mm-hmm. I think you'll uh, see a big workload for him. I like Robert Woods over five and a half catches right now. That's pretty juiced up though. It's uh, around 150. Uh, I just think that the way he works from the slot at times kind of lends himself to being uh, less of a lockdown with the McCourty factor as well. Um, and then. I mentioned James White over six and a half receptions, uh, minus 130. Let's talk about the big one, though. Gladys Knight, national anthem time. Straight to the veins. You've got the total set at one minute, 45 seconds. I'm sorry, one minute, 49 seconds right now is is what I'm seeing. The last six times, it has at least gone over 145. Uh, Gladys Knight sings it in a couple of the videos that uh, she's been singing the National Anthem right around 140, 145. So I'm of the opinion that she's going to uh, draw this thing out a little bit. It's the National Anthem. She's got great vocals. Uh, She can hold a note forever. Uh, A minute 49, I think, is the right side is the over there. What say you? Well, you're obviously the expert, so I trust your opinion on this. Right. Let me dive a little deeper into this prop and, and uh, get your analysis. Nice. I love it. On this, on this angle, um, are the pips going to be there? Are they going to be providing backup vocals for Gladys Ooh. Knight? Seems likely. That's a good question. Um, you want to get the whole that. family involved. I think um, if they are, then definitely just bang me over because uh, she'll yeah. want to let the pips get a little bit of shine there. Right. The pips are a game changer, folks. For sure, with the answer. Uh, and then the only thing that gives me a little apprehension. Go ahead. What did you gonna say? I was going to say, what a great music scene in Atlanta to choose from. You can have so many different people sing the national anthem. Well, I don't know how many people turned it down beforehand, knowing you know the situation with the NFL. Uh, but but yeah, it'll be fun prop to pay attention to as always. 
Yeah, and the only thing that gives me a little bit of reservation is nine of the last 12 anthems have gone under in the Super Mm. Bowl. But, again, uh, minute 45 has gone over each of the last six years. So uh, right now at a minute 40, let's say minute 48, 49, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a, uh, a, a nail biter for sure, but uh, I, I think that last last night can get us there. Uh, man, and but as a reminder, you cannot bet that prop in Vegas. The gaming control board would not be okay with with that, and how you would possibly be able to manipulate that if you're the the singer. But offshore, that is obviously yeah, I always like one of the most that. popular props. Right, I'm sure you got the Gatorade color and all that sort of stuff, and it's like, I mean, if you know, my buddy's the guy on the sideline, take a peek in the Gatorade, buddy, and let me know what color it is. Right, you know, if you know Glass Night, you know, throw throw me a bone here. How long you uh, been? How long are you going on that national anthem? So, I always thought that these are props that are out there you can bet money on, and again, it's small totals. But they can so easily be manipulated. It's uh, kind of, I guess, I don't know if it's ironic or funny or what it is, but it's definitely different than most things you can bet on. Right. And But that's what makes it fun because, yeah. you know, just your typical who will catch this pass. I mean, you can do your research on it to see if you're getting good value um, in terms of, the, you know, in terms of the VIG. But, you know, those aren't as fun as, you know, guessing what, sleeve length Bill Belichick's sleeves are or um, if he'll have his hood on or not. Probably not. It's indoors. Right. Uh, a couple of the other ones I saw, Will, Jim Nance, and Tony Romo mentioned the point spread during the game. And if you can find that, take the no, because they've been told by CBS to not mention the point spread in the game. Uh, yeah. The other one I saw was over under time, Tony Romo says, uh, here we go. <laughs> <It's the same laughs> <as mine. laughs> like, here we go Jim. yeah three here we go here we go jim <laughs> um yeah so there's all sorts of ones out there i think the how many times will they mention the age differential between sean mcveigh and bill belichick they, they, there's a prop for everything on the offshore so uh right. i guess gamble responsibly don't get overwhelmed and have fun is uh it's the super bowl and you're not looking to make your year on the super bowl let me know if you've heard of this prop before it's the first time seeing it uh there's one on the super bowl panel the uh the cbs pregame show um who they'll pick in the super bowl so there's like bill cower minus you know 150 that'll pick the patriots even though he's lost <laughs> to the patriots before in the playoffs and probably despises them for it um, they made the Patriots the betting favorite there, I guess, since you know, they're the favorite of the game. But, yeah, Nate Burleson, who will he pick? Uh, Phil Sims, will he pick the Golden State Warriors since he doesn't know where he is half the time? Um, <laughs> I'm sure that's on there. <laughs> that's beautiful. But that's easily manipulated, too. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, there it is. The the big Super Bowl show, trends, info, insight, all that stuff, and a few picks. Uh, Mike, tell them where, tell the folks where they can find you on Twitter and CG Technology and what that's up, what you're up to. So hit me up at myoung underscore on Twitter, um, and you'll find CG Technology on Twitter at cgt at CG Technology underscore. Um, or, or search CG Sportsbooks. Um, we'll have a video dropping today, um, a lot of the same info that we're describing here, but uh, you get to see my beautiful face. 
Uh, you can also check us out. I mean, sports books will be packed on Sunday. Just um, It'll be a ridiculous rush that it will be caught up in. But uh, we'll be out um, at the Silverton. Oh, I'll, personally, I'll be at the Palms. But uh, CG's at the Silverton M Resort. Palms, obviously. Um, we have some uh, big events going on, the Cosmo and the Venetian as well on the Strip. That's obviously where, you, where you'll see the highest concentration of people. So if you're, if you're out in Vegas and want uh, the big game atmosphere, definitely check out our Strip locations. If you want to uh, get some bets in, uh, download our app, first of all. Um, but also maybe this, the, the, the book Slightly Off Strip will uh, be more forgiving. You're trying to get to the window. Yeah, you got a tough job out there, man. You got to be at the Palms. You got to you got to work. Tough, tough being there, <laughs> right? Crowd uh, control. It's not then, it's not my strong suit, but. Anyway. <laughs> uh, then, quick shout out to the Action Network. Uh, if you don't have their app, download their app. Yeah, they got lots of great articles and insight, also uh, for the Super Bowl and every other sport that you might want to wager on. And you can find me at with an Ohio bias. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jake Ohio bias, and uh, make sure you're following and liking and sharing and commenting and all that sort of stuff. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page as well. And uh, you can find a podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or Google play. And I also want to shout out the fan chat nation uh, for letting us share on their site, uh, on Twitter and Facebook, uh, SoundCloud as well. So check out the Fan Chat Nation. Any last words, Mike? Um, yeah, hope the Patriots lose. I'm tired of them. I'll, I'll second that motion. Till next time, we'll see you at the window. <laughs>